Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is our last reading from the book of Hebrews. Next week is Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of the church year, which means November 28th is the first Sunday in Advent. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, has been our focus for weeks, with the first part of the book describing the power and majesty of Jesus Christ. Two weeks ago, you may recall that we spent time exploring the power of the blood of Christ. Last week, we were reminded of the coming of Jesus Christ and our daily anticipation of this uh, second coming event. And so this week, in light of all of this, all that we've talked about in Hebrews, the power of the blood, the second coming of Christ Jesus, the question becomes, so what? What is the response to all of this? What should we do? And the author of Hebrews is building this, how should we respond question. We read, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, we should... And the writer gives us three things we should do, our posture, in light of all that has been said. Three statements, all beginning with let us. Not let us, like what we put in our salad, but the two words, let us. So number one, let us draw near to God. The whole verse says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. We come together for worship. That's plural. Let us together draw near to God with sincerity and faith with forgiveness, that's the cleansing us from a guilty conscience bit, and, a, and being baptized, that's the washing in water part. We come together in truth, in confession, and in sacrament. We are people of faith, faith in the truth of God and his word. We are people of forgiveness, confessing our sins and being absolved of our sins. And we are people of baptism, washed in the water. We come together as baptized Christians to worship together. Let me encourage you today that if you've never confessed faith in Christ, if you've never received the forgiveness of your sins, if you have never been baptized, let me say that today is the day to begin a life of faith, a life of forgiveness, and a life of sacrament. Please talk with me. I would love to talk to you more about this. So because of the majesty and power of God that Hebrews has been talking about, let us draw near to God together in worship. That's the first one. Number two, the writer says in light of all of this, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. What is our hope? Our hope is in the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that our hope? 
Because on that day we will rise again and be with Christ forever. How do we know that we will rise again? Because Jesus rose from the grave. And our future resurrection is based on that resurrection. Because we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. So our confession is one of hope. Not a fleeting hope. Not a, not a desired wish that something may eventually happen. A hope that is found in the resurrection of Christ Jesus. And we hold fast to that confession. And as the author of Hebrews writes, hold fast without wavering, because he who has promised is faithful. So when we come together, we worship the risen Lord Jesus, the faithful one, who has made a way for our salvation. We rejoice in our future. And of course, that impacts our here and now, too. We anticipate that day by the way we live right now. I recently read a poem about the way hope impacts our daily outlook. It's entitled, Get a Transfer. And I don't know the author, but I do know it comes from Canada. But it's called, Get a Transfer. If you are on a gloomy line, get a transfer. If you're inclined to fret and pine, get a transfer. Get off the track of doubt and gloom. Get on a sunshine train, there's room. Get a transfer. If you're on the worry train, get a transfer. You must not stay there and complain. Get a transfer. The cheerful cars are passing through, and there is lots of room for you. Get a transfer. If you're on the grouchy track, get a transfer. Just take a happy special back, get a transfer. Jump on the train and pull the rope that lands you at the station, hope, get a transfer. So let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. That was number two. So number three in our reading, it says, let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. Did you know we are called to provoke one another? Now, not in a bad way. <laughs> That's what we usually tell our kids, right? Don't provoke one another. But to encourage each other toward love and good works. How do we do this? Well, the Hebrew writer says, by not neglecting to meet together. This is one of the beauties of the church, the gathering of God's people. It's harder to provoke and encourage each other if we never come together. Church keeps us rubbing shoulders with people we like and people that may frustrate us, but that's okay. We are called to be with each other, regularly meeting together, encouraging each other. And one of the reasons we are called to be together is because we are not created to be alone. We really do need each other. We are called to be together. We are called to encourage each other. And the ways of this world are harder to overcome when we neglect meeting together. We need the encouragement of one another. It's kind of like a, the old man who had an old mule. And that mule didn't know its own strength. He had the mule hitched to a two-horse turning plow. And he was always hollering, Get up, Will. Get up, Polly. Get up, Kate. Get up, Bill. 
And a fellow hearing all those different names asked him, how many names does your mule have? Oh, the man said, he has just one and his name is Pete. But I put blinders on him and call out all the other names and he thinks other mules are helping him and he does the work of two. <laughs> Encouragement and the presence of others makes a difference. You see, one of the main purposes of us gathering together is to build each other up in Christ Jesus, to provoke one another to love and good needs. We need each other. Recently, I was touched when I read this tweet from Andrew Wilson, a, a pastor I follow in the United Kingdom, and he wrote this. Playing football with my sons, I just heard myself tell them their cheers for each other should be louder than their criticisms. Not a bad rule for Christians online, methinks. You see, our cheers should always be louder than our jeers. Correction can help, but encouragement can help far more. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. So today, as we close this book of Hebrews, may we heed the instructions of the inspired author. Our three lessons for today, that when we come to worship together, a holy, majestic, and risen Lord, may we draw near to God. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope, and let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. May it be. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.